Hey guys, welcome to The Adapt Effect. This is a podcast designed to give you an approachable take to help you grow in all things health, wellness, and fitness. I'm your host, Amber Dupree, and you're now listening to episode three. On today's podcast, I'm going to introduce a friend and a colleague of mine who's immersed himself in the fitness industry. Everyone, this is Jonathan Jonathan Alvarez. Jonathan, how's your day going? How are you? As good as it's going to get during this quarantine time, honestly. I'm just, I'm just now getting used to being home a lot more than I'm used to. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I'm like trying to get outside and go running and stuff, but it's just not the same. I feel so isolated right now. No, but that's good that you're, I see, I see your videos and your posts that you're still getting some sun, getting out, having like maybe a buddy workout to work out with. And it's good. You're like, not. Nah, you've embraced the, <laughs> the quarantine life quite well. Yeah, no, I have to say, and I think I've said this quite a few times already, that this quarantine might honestly be the best thing that's happened to me. Just to be able to kind of like slow down and just really, you know, focus on the things I actually want to focus on, not that everybody else wants me to be focusing on being like pulled in every different direction. No, absolutely. I think that's a great way to think about things because obviously I know that this is a weird and uncertain time for a lot of people, especially for myself. I mean, it's there's a lot of emotions happening but i think that if you choose to always be productive or find ways to better yourself or you know choose to not view just focusing just on the negative that's happening but think about like you for example finally starting your podcast after i told you a million times i just did um (laughs) took a quarantine to make it happen which i'm happy for you because i i know you have a great message to share so you're a good example of someone that's doing something productive and and being of service to other people that need um some some positive messages because i know a lot of people that are focusing on just the articles or the news and getting overwhelmed with a lot of you know bullshit i mean you're gonna go ahead and you know share something more productive that's that that's what people genuinely need more than more than ever i think yeah no i completely agree and that's why i'm on my story on instagram um a lot more than i think i ever have been and that's predominantly the reason why because even though i'm going on my story every day and saying hi guys good morning like get your exercise and go outside get some vitamin d i'm doing it for a reason i want to have that message staying in the forefront of people's brains and though it may get repetitive and people may be like oh my god amber just shut up already on social media i honestly feel that for every 10 people that i'm annoying on social media there's going to be that one person where she or he is like oh wow you know you're right like i do need to get outside today or thank you for the positivity so it's always 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 worth it for me Absolutely. No, I can, I can, you're doing everything right. I mean, the people that are complaining about, I've seen some, some negative comments towards like other influencers just bashing the fitness industry. And I think it's just funny because I mean, to an extent, I I can agree to some people's messages to an extent where they're saying that, you know, fitness people or fit pros or influencers taking advantage of the situation to sell X amount program, X amount of supplement. Uh, It's, I get it. But, you know, health and fitness is probably should be a main uh, should be a main message a lot for a lot of people that are finally home and stuck because, you know, it was enough that we were busy and had that as an excuse. But now what's the excuse? And and I'm not promoting uh, the message of fat loss even to my clients or on my Instagram currently because I know that this is probably not the best time for people to be focusing and worrying about calorie deficit, even though that's something that we talk a lot about when it drives fat loss. But and there's nothing wrong with promoting exercise. I get it. Stop promoting your bullshit fit tea during this time just to make a quick buck <laughs> off of people. But it but if you're if you're there, if you're a coach or you're a trainer that's promoting, you know, things that you can do to manage stress because exercise can be the best medicine for people right now. Now, don't go with the mindset of trying to mold and sculpt your physique right now. You can do it, of course, but it's not the message that a lot of us as people that work with people, uh, you know, coaches that work with normal everyday people should be touting it's just it'd be very counterproductive in my opinion obviously some coach can think and roll their eyes and be like no like i'm you know my clients are all about the gains and we're gonna keep going towards that sally's gonna keep losing those 20 pounds sure if sally's cool with it but understand like the psychology for the average person this is a very difficult time for a lot of people so i guess it's just using exercise as medicine versus as just a like we always promoted in fitness or, or a lot of coaches do is just as a means to mold and lose fat and build muscle and all that. Yeah, no, I definitely think that right now it's going to be 
the best time possible to really find that balance. Um, I think that's one thing a lot of people struggle with in fitness in general. And I believe that this time during quarantine, it's going to allow us and kind of force us to really find that balance between, hey, I can't exercise to like the insane intensity I was at one point and I can't exercise every day, but hey, I can still fit it in three or four times a week. I can make time to make time for my family, whether it be like FaceTime calls or whatever that looks like. So I really believe that we're at a time right now where a lot of people are going to find balance. But anyways, I wanted to, before we get too into the interview or the podcast, I want you to kind of tell the listeners who you are, what got you to the point you're at in life now, and kind of give a little bit of your background. All right. So the people that probably already hate me by now from the stuff that I've already said in the last <laughs> five minutes. Uh, my name is Jonathan Alvarez. I'm a coach as well uh, in this area where Amber lives. We're in Fort Myers, Cape Coral, Florida. And um, I've been a personal trainer and a coach for about six years now. Um, Three years, I would say that I've taken my business full time and actually have, you know, gone all in with fitness and working with people. Uh, For the last six years, I have been consistently working with people, but I was always more of a side thing. My first attempt at a a personal training business or trying to build a personal training business, I did fail. A lot of people don't know that about me. I did not, I was not successful the first time. So if you're a coach listening and you feel like, damn, like this is like, I was doing so good and this happens and I'm, it's kind of going backwards. That's okay. It happened to me. And even when it wasn't a corn time so but not to get carried away so i mean i did have my first attempt i failed but then i always kept a few people that i was always able to work with consistently so if, you know it got to a point in my life where i was doing other jobs this was always a side thing and then i i came to a realization that it was now or never if i wanted to just go all in and it's the only thing that i would think about constantly so i knew that my heart was in it to to help other people so i just said screw it and just dove all in and and just wish the best and i was lucky enough to go into a uh, semi-commercial gym or a franchise chain that i was able to evolve and grow as a coach and build a, a solid clientele and just i've been able to reach more people in the last three years than i have in six um and now we're using these platforms as far as podcasts social media instagram facebook twitter all that stuff so i the goal moving forward is just to continue to help as many of you as possible. Or you're listening, if you're just the everyday person trying to get some value out of this, you know, that's always the goal. I recently started a podcast, as Amber knows, she's been super supportive. I'm always grateful for her support when it comes to anything, when it when it comes to my business. Uh, the Next Level Show with two great co-hosts. We're doing phenomenal in the last two weeks, and I'm super happy that Amber finally joined it because we will be having her on our show really, really soon. Yeah, no, I definitely am happy that you plugged your show in because that's obviously something I wanted to at some point during this podcast be um, shine light on. And just as Jonathan said, um, for a lot of people who do know me and for some of you who are the five listeners I have who are listening and don't know me, um, a podcast is something I've wanted to do for quite some time now. So yes, it's just one of those things where you just have to shut up and do it, right? But Jonathan, you mentioned um, that you failed and I kind of want to go back to that topic. So when you failed your first time with fitness, how did you talk yourself into getting back up and facing that situation again? Like, what did that look like for you? Um, I don't know if there was an exact conversation that I had with myself that I can think of off the top of my head, but um, it was a lot. There's a lot when you when you fail at something that you thought was going to work or something didn't play out the way it's supposed to. And that can be with anything. There's originally, there's going to be some fear that stays with you, right? You know, again, we can all agree that it's scary. It sucks. You don't, no one likes to necessarily lose. We like winning, but um, I think there was a valuable lesson because I know I look, I was able to look at everything that I wasn't doing. And I knew that I was in it for the right reasons. I never got into fitness to become a millionaire necessarily. So I don't think anybody, any coach, uh, it goes into fitness thinking, I'm going to make a million dollars doing this. It's more like we want to help people. We are passionate about health and fitness. We love what it's all about. And we want to continue to help others do the same and find what we found originally in fitness, which was, you know, all the benefits, you know, health wise, cosmetic, mental, whatever, emotional. So um, I think that it just kept bugging at me for a long time, even though I, cause I, I took some clients and I was working privately at the gyms I would work out with and I would just not really charge people. I spent a lot of time helping people for free and, uh, or charging a very bare minimum just to cover maybe my gas and maybe had one or two real good paying clients. So I never, 
I was never co coaching people with a really gaining a lot of finance financial benefit from it. It was always just my job, and I was on something I did on the side to the point that I'm like, I'm. I find that I, I it's natural to me. I just talk about it all the time, and then it was a time in my life where. I wasn't happy with the situation where I was doing for work at the time, and it was a it was a moment that I had to come to myself. Like, well, I have to go and pursue something that I'm happy that I'm going to be happy in, and and go all in, and and actually grow and evolve, and and just run with it. So it, it was the perfect opportunity. I had a buddy that was working at a gym locally here, and he when he heard about my situation, he's like, dude. You'd be perfect for this. Come, my manager. Come meet him. We're needing another trainer. We're losing another trainer. And actually, you know the trainer that I、uh, replaced. She's also pretty local, and she was a trainer for a while as well. I actually just remember because I saw a story of you posting about her. But、um, was it?、Oh, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Put, I'm not gonna put her name on、uh, podcast、yeah. without her knowing. But、um, no, she was transitioning, so it was a perfect time for me to fill up her spot. She had a couple clients at the time. I think maybe just a few, a handful. Um, and it was a perfect opportunity. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go see. In my back of my mind, a lot of people told me, like my family members,、um, friends, and people that I knew. Some, a lot of them were supportive and were like, dude, yeah, totally. And then I even had some people in my own family tell me that、oh, personal training is like, you know, it's a luxury. It's not really a sustainable thing. People don't really make money doing it.、Uh, it's, you know, it's very hard. And again, you know, you have that doubt. In you,、and、I had some doubt in that moment, just like anybody probably would. And but I just said, "Screw it!" I've been listening to other people that are in the space that have done it, and I chose to not focus on the negative. The people that had no business, no understanding about what that industry entailed, and I started just focusing and absorbing information from other people that had done it and that taught me something. So I had good principles going into it. So I was able to just go in and. With the goal of becoming the top producer, best trainer,、uh, best service, and that's all I went into. And I told the manager, "I want to be your best trainer." I sat down in there, and it's the first thing I said. I want to be the best trainer you've ever you've ever worked with. And I think that I can confidently say that in the that year year and a half, I was able to reach a lot of goals and metrics and stuff in in the company that really just reinforced my belief system. Because I think if you dive into a difficult thing, whatever it may be. And you and you and you come out and you and you have some form of success or you hit those numbers that you didn't think at the moment you could do it. It just creates this whole、uh, whole other level of self belief. So that's what happened with me in fitness, and I'm like, I'm in the right space. I'm doing exactly what I need to do. So that that was kind of my mental battle going into. But once I was in, I was all in, and there's really nothing slowing me down now. So、um, I've been just looking for other ways to expand, and as far as Like we talked, I talked, mentioned a little bit earlier, was just getting more of that information out to people and helping as many as possible. Yeah, I love that you touched on kind of like how your journey was. My journey was completely different. I think yours was more so like you failed. Kind of, it seems like early on in your career, and then from that you gained momentum and just kind of it was a snowball effect for, after that. For me, it was completely different.、Um, when I was fourteen, fifteen. I started working out myself, and then I slowly started gaining clientele. Right, I was going to school for it. I was about to compete, so you know, I felt like nobody could tell me shit, and I felt like you know, I was on top of the world, just like every bikini competitor does on their first show. Right, so right out, right away, right after I graduated from、uh, college, I'm like, I'm gonna open up a fitness studio. And since we're talking about failures, why not bring this up?、Um, So I'm like, I'm just gonna open up a fitness studio. You know, I had the money stored away. I had the passion. I definitely had the drive.、Um, so I was like, I'm just gonna do it. Stayed open for a couple years, and then it closed. And for me, that was like my biggest. I don't want to label it a failure because yes, I learned and I grew. I grew from it, and so I'm very grateful and thankful that I had that opportunity when I had it at that point in my life. But it's still, in a sense, you know, it's not open anymore, so it technically failed. And for me, my fitness career—it started off like going really, really, really well. And then once that studio closed, that was like game、mm -hmm. over for me. I actually switched degrees. I like went into you know physical therapy instead of really personal training, which I know does largely correlate, but it is a totally different field at the same point in time. So for me, it's just like I completely switched course. And then once I started working at—I'm not going to name them on here because I don't want. Like any sour blood or anything like that, but I started working for this、um, physical therapy and center, and I loved them. I loved the coworkers. I loved everything about it. But 
I could just tell it was not my passion. I was making great money, but like you said, Jonathan, we're in the fitness industry not to make good money, but to help as many people as we can, right? Because we truly love what we do. So I ended up taking a different job and then just a year goes by and I'm just like, wow, like what am I doing with my life? So it was at that point, and you said that you don't have like a talk you had with yourself. I absolutely did. Like, I remember I went home, I had a boyfriend at the time and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And at the time I was the only one working. So he's like, what do you mean you can't do this anymore? Uh, Hello, we have bills to pay. And I was just like, I don't know my future, but I know it's not this. I need to put my two weeks notice in right now and then figure it out. And that's literally how I did it. I cried that night and then I got over it. And of course I figured everything out because obviously that's what we're made to do is just kind of adapt mm-hmm. as we go. And now, but that was a huge jump for me. That was terrifying for me to get back into the fitness industry after I was like, wow, I'm such a failure at it. Basically that was like monumental for me, but getting back into it and getting back up was like the best feeling. And it humbled me a lot. Don't get me wrong, but it really was like the best feeling. No, I think looking back, you can take a lot of like lessons. I think you, you definitely, um, I give you kudos for bouncing back from that because a lot of people probably wouldn't have, you know, after, especially if you invested money, I didn't, I was building my business within another business. And I actually started at a physical therapy clinic too. A lot of people don't know that I come from like a, I was originally going to school for physical therapy for rehab purposes and all that stuff and getting in that field. And I was more of a rehab coach, I guess, uh, if I want to put a label on it within the clinic. And the offer was for me to build a business within their business, another branch that they wanted to extend. I just didn't have any proper guidance. So I think that was the biggest thing. I just didn't have any business uh, experience or how it worked to build clientele, to grow that side of the business. I had zero, zero, zero understanding. So I kind of went in with it uh, blindfolded. I didn't know what I was doing, what I was looking for, what target I was supposed to hit. So um, that's the reason for me failing within their business. So unfortunately, like, well, fortunately for me, it allowed me to gain the experience from a rehab and corrective exercise standpoint. But then I was able to kind of focus and, and go into what I generally love more, which was being inside of a, an actual training facility, a gym that, you know, we could prevent the person from getting to necessarily physical therapy, that state or that condition. So no, I can, but kudos to you for actually bouncing back from that. I know it was no easy thing. Yeah, no, definitely. But it just goes to show you where your heart really is. And I think that there's a lot of like times in people's lives where they, like you said earlier, they know they're on the right path. And it's just one of those things like with fitness, I think you and I can both say this and it'd be true that we definitely know we're on the right path. And it's definitely something like you said, we're not in it mm-hmm. for the money. Um, but we're definitely in it because we truly love Absolutely. what we do. Um, so obviously, Jonathan, the name of my show and I'm prefacing this question, so just to get your creative juices flowing. But the name of the show is um, The Adaptive yeah. Effect, right? So, with that being said, off the top of your head, give me a time when you've had to adapt the most in terms of fitness. Now, this could be your personal fitness journey or it could be career-wise. But when's a time you've really had to adapt and kind of just change course on your oh, If I'm talking about adapt- adaptation and in my career, it's like right now. Uh, it's like as fresh as I can be uh, because obviously like I have a one-on-one person uh, one-on-one in-person business that I was uh, working at a private facility and obviously with this whole uh, COVID-19 situation we obviously had to close for the time being and I had to adapt quickly on my feet and make an adjustment to be how was I going to be able to service my clients when they generally need it just as much as any other time right now with this current situation, um, I could have easily been chose to just be like, well, we'll figure it out on the other end. I'm just going to try to collect an unemployment check and just sit on my ass and not do anything. But um, whatever, let's embrace the struggle. Let's make something out of this and let's, let's make adjustments. Obviously, I think every coach at one point maybe have felt a little bit of a, a hit in their business. Um, especially if you're primarily in person, like I was, I still had online clients, which was fortunate for me, but I did, you know, I felt it just like anybody else. So definitely right now I've had to go through an adaptation period of just 
keeping myself uh, grounded. I think the first couple of days during this time, I was very, I could feel I was a little bit down, a little bit depressed, not like severely, but I, I could feel I was off. And it just took a little bit to me to kind of get my head back in the right place, refocus on what, you know, my mission is and have a little bit of self-talk and just kind of get myself um, back on track. Um, as far as training, as far as my training, um, I think that periods that I've had to really adapt to something new was um, after competing. I, for the people that don't know me, I did a, an amateur men's physique show that uh, placed me at uh, being able to qualify for the national level, which I was super stoked about. I was like, okay, damn, I actually have a chance at this. And I shortly after, like a couple months later, I tore my pec. So it was a massive injury that I had for the first time in my life that I've ever been hurt that bad. And, um, for those that have had it or don't know, it hurts like hell. <laughs> so it was a moment in my life where I had to really adapt the way I, uh, trained. I had to modify a lot of things. I had to really adapt mentally because I was no longer able to chase that high level for a while. It really set me back, I guess, if I want to look at it that way, but it also now allowed me to really just experience maybe what a lot of people may go through that I just couldn't fully relate as far as a serious injury and how do you come that what's what are the mental things that happen and it sucks it's probably the worst thing to go through is getting someone that's at a high level an athlete or a person that you're performing at an all-time high and then you gets taken away from you in a matter of seconds and I think it's it's all these struggles that we're going through it is going to be allowing you to adapt and get better you can allow you can either choose to coil up you know and you know get into a fetal position and just be sad and sorry for yourself or you can choose to like okay well i can't control everything that just happened or what's happening but what can i do about it and as a as a byproduct you will adapt to the current lifestyle the new transitions that need to happen and you will become ultimately better i feel like I heard this saying a while back is like the, the the harder it is, the nastier it is, the scarier it is, the the better it is on the other side. So it, yeah, no, so that was the, the, that was a very big pivotal moment for me as far as my training, but as far as career, definitely right now. Yeah, no, I just want to kind of rewind. You mentioned something that I think needs more attention. Um, you mentioned that you know when you had your injury that after that you felt like you could relate to people more. And that is 100% probably the truest thing that's gonna be said on this podcast today because I live by this. You can't take someone somewhere, especially as a leader or a coach, you can't take somebody somewhere where you've never been before. And now that doesn't always mean physically be, like you may not have lost 50 pounds or you may not have, you know, done a marathon or something like that, but you've researched on how to do it, you know? So you've taken your time to do it. But the fact that you injured yourself and you can actually physically relate to these clients now, because we all know injuries are prominent in our industry and they're, you know, most likely going to happen, especially if you don't have the right guidance and the right education. So the fact that you're able to relate to your um, clients on that level, probably, I mean, you couldn't see this at the time, but it probably did more good for you than no, bad. Absolutely. It's, it's easy. It's, it's looking back now, of course, what I, you know, what I was I thinking that 100% at the moment when it first happened? Absolutely not. You're thinking like, shit, I'm hurt. I I have to, I'm losing everything. But you definitely gained a lot out of everything that happens. Even with the bad stuff that you don't see at the moment, you can see there's a lot of good that you can gain from everything. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you touched on a second point that I really love. During the COVID-19, kind of when, you know, all the gyms had to close, right? So you and I are in the same fitness industry, in the same industry. So we work pretty much mm -hmm. hand in hand together. And I'll never forget, because you just mentioned how, like, you can't really crawl into, like, the fetal position. I got, I was at around the clock and it went, you know, all the gyms have to shut down. I got the notification on my phone. I think I sent you the you did, screenshot yeah. of it. Right when that happened, I had another really bad um, event happen in my life that, you know, I'm not going to really go into detail, but it was that. And then it was one other thing, maybe in the matter of five minutes, like no kidding, two really bad things happened to me. And I remember just kind of like throwing my phone to the floor. Luckily, it didn't break. And then right as I threw my phone to the floor, you had called me. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't really want to talk to anyone, but let me just answer this. And I'm so happy I did because you're completely right. In that moment, I had two decisions. I can crawl into a ball and feel sorry for myself and say, wow, 
here goes, you know, everything I've worked for, I got laid off. Um, so, you know, obviously as we all did, you know, so it sucked, but I could have really easily crawled into a ball and just said, you know what, I'm just going to wait for this to roll over. Or I could have, you know, felt my emotions, go through them. And by no means am I saying, you know, brush your emotions under the rug. No, I still allowed myself to cry. I screamed. I went through the emotions I was feeling, but I also came up with a game plan. I knew that this was going to be something that at the very least was going to go on for a month. So right away, I thought, okay, how am I going to get my clients on track? How am I going to get myself on track? What can I be working on in these times? You know what I mean? And I think that's largely something that people need to be doing in terms of COVID-19 right now is focusing on their weaknesses, focusing on things that they weren't focusing on before and really using this time to kind of dig into themselves. Because the one thing we all complain about is that we don't have time. Well, hello, we got a good time now. So it's just one of those things. No, you know? 100%. I think that I knew the conversation. I know what was going on and I just... It was happening so fast around us because I was also getting the news from the the gym that I used to work at. You know, a bunch of stuff was going down. Obviously, they got the news too. So, I was talking to my old manager, and it's like it was it was just like a very odd, you know, feeling that was going on. And and that weekend, I remember because it was the, the first weekend we closed as well. Well, we had to, and I felt the first time I was like, I feel like shit. But but I think it's yeah. not beating myself up about it understanding that it's normal you're a person now if you're if you're if you're telling me like i don't feel any fear i'm like oh this is completely whatever to me and i'm completely immune there's something seriously wrong with you <laughs> um or you're either selling <laughs> toilet paper and soap right now so you're thriving um so um i think that it's if you're someone that's going through emotional uh you know emotional up and downs right now understand that that's completely completely okay and you have the right to feel now you have a choice always when whenever whenever whatever happens to you you can either choose to let that break you and keep taking you down a negative path and or you can choose to face it embrace the suck embrace the hurt and just keep going forward because you know, it's not necessarily that's going to be easy. And it's always easier said than done a hundred percent. But I feel that once you start just taking those steps forward, as hard as they may be the beginning, you're going to gain momentum. You're going to come out better. And everything that's challenging you or us right now is just serving us up to, to be, to come out better every single time on the other side, a hundred percent. Honestly, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I live by that. I live by embracing what may come. That's I have that tattooed on me, actually. So it's just one of those things where if you can really learn to live by that saying, I feel like it's going to help you tenfold. But um, so we kind of talked about, you know, adapting in our professional careers. You gave a really good example about your personal life. For me, whenever I started living on my own, so that was the biggest adjustment for me in my kind of personal life when it came to like mm -hmm. fitness, wellness, and nutrition, because my mom and stepfather didn't necessarily cook for me, but there was always food ready at the house, right? So whether it was a sandwich I could make really quick or grilled chicken, broccoli, whatever. I mean, I grew up in a relatively healthy household. Um, so I'm fortunate for that. But when I moved out and I lived on my own, it was literally me cooking my own meals, having full control over what I ate. And when I first moved out, I'm like, oh, I got this. I'm going to be like so fit, so healthy, like hashtag fit pro, you know, and it was the complete opposite. It was so easy to after you work like a 12 hour shift to just go get, you know, Chipotle on the way home or Taco Bell on the way home or something. Just, you know, whatever you're craving on the way home. Five guys, shout out to five gay, five guys. But it was just so easy. And so that was five guys, my please sponsor us. And I know, <laughs> please, please, please. But I know a lot of people who are listening, um, just from the analytics they're showing me, it is people in our age group. And I know a lot of people just watching from social media and like my friends and stuff. A lot of us who live on our own, we do. We have, you know, that whole bottle of wine at night. We have, you know, whatever kind of food we just pick up and go and grab and take home, you know, pub Publix you know pub sub or whatever it is so that was kind of my biggest adjustment and i think that a lot of people our age kind of are realizing that now too especially for people who are living on their own okay the that's time. that's actually a really good one i think that a lot of people may experience that at a younger age in college first time they're going away they obviously have the freedom and they eat they live off primarily what like ramen noodles and 
and uh, tuna yeah. cans and <laughs> McDonald's and stuff. Like, yeah. no, I, I, I yeah, living on your own is like definitely a big one for a lot of people that may have done it already or are currently in the process or are planning on it, whatever they may the case may be. Um, yeah, you have gain, you come you gain complete control of what what you do and what you don't do. So I think that having that self awareness of what you're trying to get out and what's important to you and your values is going to be it's going to show. You know. Yeah, and it kind of really makes you face yourself. So like all day long, you can say, "Oh, I'm healthy. Oh, I'm I'm so fitness." You know what I mean? But when it's only you in control and when nobody's looking to, it's like okay, you what smash are your a core values? You know. Of water. <laughs> whole box of pizza no shame <laughs> um all right jonathan so um let's get more towards like our listeners now um if there was one thing in the fitness industry that you believed was made out to be way more complicated than like it actually is what would it be and what kind of advice would you be would you um, give out to people? one thing <laughs> <laughs> i think the biggest thing is gonna be for sure nutrition and then i would even argue this both at the same level as nutrition and training you know i think the exercise the people want to split hairs in both directions with food and training so i think it's for a lot of people that you may be listening to this and you have zero care of you know the science and the specifics on certain things um you can still do a lot and get very far um from just the basics on both ends of the spectrum. So, I mean, um, but yeah, the biggest one, I think that's overcomplicated. We, we can talk a little bit about food um, because there's a lot of diets out there and diets almost become almost like a religion for people. Mm. And They're people, like cult, I swear. <laughs> It's like, you yeah, and people will literally start you. becoming and identifying with certain camps, which can be dangerous long term not necessarily life or death but in some cases yes depending on your health but like there's no need to treat it as such and putting yourself in a box and and it's like you marry that idea because i feel that if you the, the more you put yourself in a box in anything whether that may be exercise style or nutrition or diet you're you're limiting yourself you're limiting your 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 uh, opportunities to grow and evolve and to venture out in different areas and to say one thing is the best in anything, you are setting yourself up for just a disappointment because when things don't play out or things change and you've been preaching one thing always in one specific way or that style, it's going to be very hard for you to kind of pivot out of that. You kind of enclose yourself there. So. Yeah, no, I think you made a few really good points. Basically with nutrition, you kind of touched on the generalization of it, which I love, but I just kind of want to dial in a little bit. One thing I've really noticed, and this is mainly for like my clients and just when I'm giving out assessments to like potential clients and such, people get so caught up on when to eat and not only when to eat, but what to eat. So I guess that is pretty general too, but a lot of my clients and potential clients will be like, oh, well, I didn't know what to eat, so I didn't eat all day. Or aren't I supposed to eat every three hours? Or, well, I can't eat that because it's not healthy. So they go all day not eating anything until they're at home and starving and, you know, binge eat on 10,000 bananas because mm -hmm. they think it's healthy, you know? So the biggest thing with nutrition is just don't overthink it. You know, really start to pay attention to your body. I think that's largely something that we do overcomplicate and just make it seem like it's way harder than it actually is i think fitness in general people kind of look at like athletes and fitness professionals as like something that's just so unattainable and i could just never live that lifestyle because it's so extreme and it truly just doesn't need to be that extreme eat when you're hungry find out your calorie intake and stick to it you know it doesn't not to say it doesn't matter what you eat because of course content definitely does matter especially when you're really playing those fine lines between like cutting down to like lower percentages of body fat is when it truly starts to matter and just how you feel overall energy levels but when you're just starting out in the fit fitness industry or just starting out with your fitness journey don't stress so much over 
oh, I have to eat every three hours or, oh, I can only eat healthy food. No, by the time you get home to cook a healthy meal, you could have already, you know, had three meals and felt way better. Yeah, no, I think the biggest thing too is, uh, well, if you're someone that looks forward, like towards someone, it's like an athlete or a bodybuilder or an Instagram model. Even though they, they may be promoting some some specific things or to get you to buy something or to get you to, to engage in their content, always remember that even though they're touting all this, they are still sticking to the basics. They, the basics are just not exciting to talk about. And so they're not going to be sharing like all the bland, boring meals that they or the basic meals that they're having daily. They're going to show you the 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 specific supplements that they're taking or the the timing of the food or whatever the fuck. Um, I think that it's it's understanding that the you know focusing on the basics with nutrition before you start venturing out and getting caught up in specifics and splitting hairs on everything it's super important. So I mean a big easy one to understand first if you're anyone that's either in it or haven't you know embarked on this is understanding calories. That's it. If you don't want to go anywhere else for now and the only thing you can focus on is maybe being aware of calories it's it's going to be one of the biggest things for you to start and um anybody can do it it doesn't matter if you're young if you're older if you're middle like age it doesn't matter like understanding calories is fundamental in anything in any diet in any uh specific meal plan it's calories are the main thing you need to focus on first and foremost and then you can kind of go down that rabbit hole and understand you know different macronutrients which are your protein fats and carbs and you can dive into uh balancing those out but it's all like and take it as like you're learning steps in something you don't go into college and go get your doctorates you don't start uh going into the doctorates course you know you have to go and first get your associates and then after that you get your bachelor's and after that you get your master's and you and there's levels to get to a certain place and it's no different in your fitness i mean you're not going to know everything right off the rip and that's okay you know you you want to be able to start somewhere we all did i remember that i for the first couple of years of my training i spun my wheels because all i focused was on you know a certain way of training i had zero zero clue of how to do things or why things uh were put a certain way and in nutrition wise not even to even speak about all i understood was eat more to get big that's the only understanding i had as far as nutrition i had i didn't know anything about calories or macros no one taught me but it was something after the three years of like i'm just spinning my wheels i dove into it and i started just like everyone else just learning how to track a single calorie and eventually you evolve and grow and understand a lot more about food just from those fundamentals yeah no i can't agree with you more i think that's a huge tip for somebody who's just starting out in their fitness journey is just well, A, just start. Like, that's your first step is don't overthink it. Just start. And then just, you know, don't run before you walk. Really focus on building that solid foundation. And Jonathan, you touched on a really good topic on, like, how people, you know, get bored of basics. And I believe that that's largely why on Instagram you see everyone switching up variations. So I can't tell you how many times my clients are like, oh my God, we're you know doing this again, or oh my God, we're doing that again. And it's because you're right, the basics, they're boring. That's why on mainstream media, you see all these different variations, all these different, you know, abduction variations, glute building variations, blah, 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 because creators, because that's what they are on Instagram and in life, we all are, we're creators, you know what I mean? So we're trying to create new content to grab the attention from whoever is watching or listening. And if you're just watching 10,000 stories of people deadlifting and squatting, it's like, all right, scroll, scroll, scroll. But if you see a new girl with this cool booty band that has a great pair of glutes, that's going to catch your attention because she's doing something new. So please, guys, don't get caught up in the hype of social media and mainstream media. Really, really, really stick to the basics because that's truly what works. Look at bodybuilders from like the, what, 1980s or whatever it was. Like they have some of the most impressive glutes and physiques. And it's because this is before Instagram and everything. And understand that even if you do see someone with a highlighter cup with a with a little mixed highlighter drink and they have the little flashy colored bands, they probably spend a good portion. And if they have a good physique that's natural, they probably spent a grand portion of the years of training sticking to the basics. It wasn't the the little bands and the fancy kickbacks and the variations and just 
look like you're humping the air variation it it wasn't that that built the physique that you <laughs> admire it's a lot of it's the staple stuff so it's like gamber says don't get caught up in the in the hype or what they're promoting always kind of dive a little deeper and understand that the fundamentals are there and if you're someone that's bored because you're like i'm tired of squatting deadlifting overhead pressing benching pull-ups and, and just very bland movements i hate the gym it's so boring i want to do something weird and cool try it that's fine but get get down the fundamentals because and also change your mindset when you're looking at it because i've been doing the same fundamental movements for years my routine is pretty basic and when anybody sees me train they're like that's it and that's like that's it i mean it's you can learn still so much throughout even years of the basics because i i do a squat very different than i used to six years ago it looks very different if you were to look at them both you'd be like wow it's like a different person doing it and it's the same movement it's just obviously you you continue to learn little things and you can get so far from that obviously have fun with your training you know make it enjoyable something you look forward to but don't stray away so far on one end that you start doing just unnecessary things or things that are just higher risk with very minimal reward when you can play it safe train forever and still get amazing results yeah I'm no, on point you today. Right i think it's the coffee on. and while we're on <laughs> While we're on this topic of um, kind of, I guess, tips, we could say for fitness people or for people starting out in their fitness journey, one thing I really want to touch on, um, and you can as well, Jonathan, but it's not neglecting the basics, right? So we already talked about, yeah, the lifting basics. Guys, I can't stress this enough. The basics also require stretching, warming up, cooling down now i can promise you if there's any other coaches on here listening they're probably nodding their head saying yeah yeah she's right but nine out of ten of them don't do it themselves and i fall guilty to this oftentimes too but during this quarantine it's definitely something i've been actively trying to work on but guys i really just want to spend some time um discussing why it's important to stretch so fitness professionals all the time they tell you hey stretch 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 you need to stretch you need to stretch well why so let's dive in. So the more you work out, right? Workout, workout. Say, you know, Becky, she's working out five days a week and she's growing a little booty and she's getting nice hamstrings and that's great. At a certain point in time, your muscles can only shorten so much. So if we're constantly compressing our muscles and having them in this shortened state, so think about it, like a bicep curl, you know, you're flexing your arm, you're literally shortening that muscle. For reps, if you're doing that time and time again, day and day again, it's gonna remain in that shortened sense, uh, state to a sense. So if we're not actively lengthening our muscles at the same time we're compressing them and strengthening them, think about it guys, there's only so much that muscle can grow in a shortened state. So please, 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 if you're somebody who's really kind of working out for, you know, overall mobility, overall health, overall feeling good, and even aesthetics as a whole, you definitely cannot cut corners on stretching, mobility, and all that because you might be able to work out for 5-10 years, but I know plenty of bodybuilders who literally can't lift anymore because they can't scratch their darn backs. So please, No, 100%. I think that adding some type of correctional exercise or some type of mobility into your routine is not going to take away from your gains. It's actually going to accelerate the process for you to get better and feel good during the process because I think a lot of times that people go through it essentially you're just beating up your body with resistance training um the intensity and everything starts to wear you out depending on the person depending on how obviously how hard you're training but if you're not in court and that was one thing that i i i, I appreciate so much from being in that physical therapy background because i was able to see the other side where people were generally hurt or had surgeries or or really had some more advanced conditions and how important it is to if you can infuse that into your current training you can avoid ever being into that state you can get as you get older obviously things don't function if you're someone that's listening maybe you're in your 30s or your late 40 uh your early 40s you'll start to notice that from your 20s to your 30s to your 40s there was a big transition where you're like i'm getting old and that's the big saying is that i'm getting old and it's not so much that you're getting older even though that is true it's not the excuse or the reason why you may be feeling uncomfortable with certain things. A lot of times it just could be that you've allowed your body to get used to a certain way of living and your body shut down certain movements that it didn't feel like you needed to do anymore or certain ranges of motion. So now, now when you're trying to force it with resistance or you move a certain way that it's not your normal everyday pattern, you that's when you might start feeling that chronic pain or those injuries come along in the most simplest way is just 
because you've allowed your body to get used to certain ways. And even if you're young, I know a lot of people that are young, especially myself, when I was younger, I didn't care about stretching. I just wiggled my arms a couple times in circles and then just got right into chest presses. Like, I mean, it wasn't like I took the time to really prep for it. And what I did find is that it allowed me to just lift better because I, I don't know many of you that are listening to this and you start your set, your, your, let's say your set of squats and the first set feels like you feel cracking and you you hear everything you feel everything that's super tight and it takes a couple sets to kind of get into the groove and or same thing with chest presses or whatever exercise you're starting that day you feel a little bit tight but as you go as you start moving around and warming up things get uh it starts to move better but if i could tell you that if you incorporate some type of mobility or corrective stuff into your routine where you may be needing that everyone does um, doesn't matter who you are if you start incorporating that just for a couple minutes start with five minutes before you train um you're gonna notice that your sessions get so much better the blood flow the connectivity the and the enjoyment of the session you're not going to be that person that i can't do bench anymore because my shoulders just are so achy or my wrist hurt or my elbows hurt um i can't squat anymore because of my knees you're going to be that person that's like seven in their 70s squat deadlifting bench pressing and you're going to feel amazing uh amongst your peers so i think it's something to consider it's almost like maintenance in a car you know you don't want to just keep uh, redlining your car without ever taking the time to do some service to it you know make sure you're putting gas in the car first and foremost actually changing your oil rotating your tires balancing out the car you don't want to just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it because eventually that car will break and in this case your body your body can only take so much so take care of your body add some of that stuff into your routine Yeah, no, absolutely. And even like you said, promoting blood flow, there's so many benefits of just warming up your circulatory system before lifting, right? Not only does it reduce, you know, um, injury, you know, cause of injury, but like you said, it promotes blood flow. So it's definitely going to help you. And not only that, but you also talked, uh, touched on a really good topic um, of kind of just your bodies, like I keep saying, and in, 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 and out of the show is our bodies are made to adapt, right? So if we're never warming up we're never opening up our hips we're never stretching you know our pecs we're never stretching our shoulders working mobility or anything like that yeah by the time you're 50 you're gonna be in pain you know and i preach this stuff and i think you and i are very blessed to have kind of a corrective exercise background where we both worked at you know physical therapy um places to really see oh my goodness if you are not stretching and if you're not properly warming up Oh yeah, you're in for it for the long haul. My mom alone has a double hip replacement. She's in her 50s. She's just turning 50. Like to me, that is literally insane. Can hardly walk up and down the stairs at the age of 50. So it just goes to show you that these are real life things. And I think that it's one of those things where people push it, like brush it under the rug. Oh, that might not happen to me. That's not gonna happen to me. I'm young, I'm young, I'm young. Guys, you're young now. You feel good now. Your body can take that beating now. But 15 years from Absolutely. now, let's see. Absolutely, I couldn't say it any better. Um, all right, so Jonathan, moving on down the list of questions. Um, what would you say to someone who feels stuck or stagnant, um, stuck in, or stagnant in their weight loss journey if they feel that way? Um, I would say that, yeah, you know, it's normal. It's part of it because they're going to become, they're going to come times in your weight loss journey that you're going to, the progress that you were seeing that was happening super rapidly is going to start to slow down, even come to a halt at moments. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're stuck though. As long as you're, st you're staying consistent and you're not allowing that, that moment of being quote unquote stuck or a lot of people also say the word plateau and that allows you just to say fuck it and just start going the other direction just because you're not seeing results in the week or two um i think that you have to kind of reframe that and unpackage that and 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 be patient with yourself because the process is slow um it's pretty an easy way to look at it is if you lost a pound and i love this i'm going to steal this from a trainer that i admire very much that he uses this example is if you lost weight for there's 52 weeks in a year um give or take on leap year so if you lost a pound every single week that'd be 52 pounds in two years that'd be 104 uh pounds if i'm doing math i'm starting to lose my um like let me double check with my calculator um <laughs> yeah that's correct <laughs> but um so think about that do you think that 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 is realistic you know for you to do and and i think in most cases we would agree that no 
that is usually not the case that's not how the body's going to work so i think if you put it into that perspective and just know that it's a gradual process even though you may be quote unquote stuck for a bit that may not be the that that may not mean that you are legitimately stuck you may your body's still probably getting a lot of benefits you are still building some muscle your metabolism is getting better you're improving in other areas but the weight may not be shifting but your body's still changing the way it looks the way the clothes your clothes feels so it's it's starting to focus on other forms of progression than just maybe looking at me what a lot of people do they focus on the scale as their best indicator if they are making progress or not so just don't allow yourself to get wrapped up on one metric think about the other things that are happening pay attention to those things and i guarantee you that you are most likely not stuck and then if you stay with it you stay consistent you you know don't start using that as an excuse to do uh to, to go off your plan completely you'll start to notice that the progress once again will start to kind of happen and start to progress and start to progress little by little but it's a, it's a, it takes time so it's a lot of times just being patient absolutely so just to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying i think it's important to note that part of the journey just like you said part of the journey is quote unquote getting stuck right um and once you are stuck or hit a plateau or whatever part of that journey is finding an alternate way, right? Or even just learning patience. So that's one thing, especially in a word world where like so gung-ho on instant gratification. I think it's something a lot of us lack unless you're self-teaching it to yourself. Um, but most people change course because they don't see progress. So what do they do? They panic, they change course before they can even see results, right? So think about it. If you're constantly panicking and constantly changing results or changing paths, so you're panicking, changing paths, panicking, changing paths, well, no shit, you're not seeing results. Your body hasn't had time to adapt to find homeostasis. You're not allowing it that trial period to really adapt and to really understand what's going on and then to, you know, recomp itself or to, you know, see and yield those results that you want. So just stay patient. And just like Jonathan said, a lot of times when you think you're not seeing results, you are, but you're not seeing it on the scale, right? So you might be seeing it in the way your clothes are fitting, or you might be seeing it in your overall strength going up. You know, that's a huge thing I think that a lot of people don't take into consideration. I just had a client this morning who, I'm not even kidding, could not do, you know, a single push-up. Not a kneeling push-up, not an incline push-up, not a modified push-up. You couldn't do a push-up. And that's a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with that. But he was telling me today, he's like, Amber, you know, I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing the results. And he's very hard on himself. But today he did 30 push-ups back to back to back to back. I'm telling you, four months ago, five months ago, he couldn't do an incline push-up. So I just looked at him, wanted to smack him in the back of his head and be like, what do you mean there's no difference? Like, A, you've lost the crap ton of weight, so I definitely don't want to hear that. Like, let me show you your results right now. But look at your strength alone. Look at how it's improving. Look at your mobility. Look at your form. Like, so don't always take progress and, you know, results as aesthetics. Yeah, aesthetics are cool and they're important, but they're no, absolutely. not everything. I think that's a good message health. to promote even to your client that may be pointing those things out and i think that's the value of having someone there to kind of talk to you because if you're by yourself and you're going through the journey alone it's easier to get in your own head and just focus allow your mind to go just to focusing on what you haven't done or you're comparing yourself to so-and-so's progress but the fact that he has that voice of you know reason kind of just being there supporting him and keeping him accountable he's he was able to kind of walk away from that session feeling a lot better about the situation than he originally maybe came in Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's really easy for us to get inside our heads. I mean, Jonathan, I'm sure you can attest to this as well. I'm in this industry. I'm deep in it by now. Um, and I still get in my own head. I still like have days where I'm just like, wow, you know, I look like shit. <laughs> and that's okay. You know what I mean? We're all we're human. We're going to have those days where a lot of times we're our own worst critics. But that's why I kind of live by this um, saying a lot of my clients would just think, well, I feel like I'm not seeing progress. And to that, I say, fuck your feelings. And all I mean by that is I don't care what you feel. I don't care if you feel fat today. I don't care if you feel like you're not seeing results. Let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the data. Let's look at your measurements. Let's look at your body fat. 
let's really have that data in front of us to say, okay, you might feel this way. Yeah. But it's I mean, I think some looking at numbers and the aspect. other metrics is going to help someone kind of get out of that mental funk. And uh, you said another thing that it's, it, it's normal. And I think also is, is just not identifying with certain things not allowing yourself to be like i feel fat or i am fat stop identifying with that or like a particular thing and understand that it that those things don't define you necessarily and just stop uh, mirroring the the image or what you think you should or shouldn't look like i mean that's another thing i would tell a client is just don't get so wrapped up in what you think you should or shouldn't do Yeah, no, I think it was on one of your other podcasts. It was very well said. You're kind of talking about like clients and, you know, saying, oh, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. And you said it so beautifully. You're like, no, you're not. You're not fat. You don't identify as being fat, but you have fat. You know what I mean? So really kind of starting to differentiate those two because it really does speak volumes on the way you speak to yourself. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that a lot of us joke about like, oh, I'm ugly. I'm ugly. I'm fat. Oh, I'm a cow. Or we joke about these things because humor is a great defense mechanism. But it's at the end of the day, things we're still saying to ourselves. No, absolutely. You have to reframe your mindset. This is the only way you're going to actually stay with this. And uh, self-love is everything. Oh, self-love is everything. You're right. Um, so moving on, this is something that I think there's like questions as fitness professionals that we get all the time. And I would say that this is definitely one of them. So Jonathan, when somebody says to you, I want to lose stomach fat, or I want to tone up my arms, or I want to lose fat in my arms. What is your uh, if they want us, like, if they're picking at a this? certain thing that most people actually do is that they'll come to me, usually females, middle age, they'll grab their arm and they'll be like, I want to lose this. And they grab the bottom part of their arm and, and flab it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Or they, or you're someone that pinches your sides, your love handles, <laughs> or your or the little bit of skin that's on your belly button. Or some people just grab up if they're a little bit overweight, they grab the, you know, their stomach and they pinch it and they, they they'll point to it. Like, I want to lose this. And the truth of the matter is, to keep it super uh, simple, is that you mm-hmm. can't uh, get rid of just a specific area all by itself. And that's usually what's referred to as spot reduction. And spot reduction just doesn't exist. Spot reduction is, you know, something that marketers have done to sell you stupid waist trainers um, to eliminate f- stomach fat and you can tone and do all this thing to the rest of your body the body doesn't work that way unfortunately if it did i think that a lot you would see a lot more people having those results but the truth of the matter is your body only will pick fat and lose fat as it chooses through just being in a slight calorie deficit you know through nutrition ideally and through obviously a combination of exercise and food but let's say you're in a calorie deficit your body will start to pick away little by little at where it wants to where it's essential and if you stay consistent enough you stay patient you'll eventually see a reduction in those areas without a doubt it just there's no way that you can accelerate the process by doing more crunches or doing more arm exercises for that uh those specific areas Yeah, no, you are completely right. Um, basically, it's not possible. Uh, well, yeah. it's and not possible. There you go. And then you get in a matter of minutes. Let's not go to that extreme. <laughs> but one thing I do kind of want to touch on too, just for like my lady listeners out there, is I know that mentally we can be really rough on, like tough on ourselves about like the extra fat we store. And I think that this is something that a lot of people don't understand. So I'm just going to kind of bring it to light. Women, we have more adipose tissue overall than men, but essentially lining our uterus. Therefore, we hold more fat there. So a lot of times I'll get my female clients and like, oh, wow, it's just my stomach. I'm not happy with it or my thighs. I'm just not happy. And they'll point always to this certain direction. I want to get rid of the stomach fat. And ladies, it's we bear children like Instead of looking at this as a weakness, we should definitely be looking at it as a strength. Like, men can't do that. You know what I mean? So if we have a couple more, like, adipose tissue cells, so be it. Like, I think that that's a small, you know, negative, if you want to name it that, for a huge reward. So kind of start to embrace your bodies and just understand if you are staying consistent, just like Jonathan said, it can be done. But not without consistency and not without, you know working at it day in and day out you know you don't learn how to ride a bike in a day so you work on it day in and day out like anything Same else consistency fitness. is going to be the biggest thing 
Consistency is the key. All right, I have one last question, and then we're going to wrap up because your girl's hungry. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, if you had to give a piece of advice for your younger self in terms of fitness, um, what piece of advice for myself or my younger self would be um let's see that's a good question i like probably a lot of things i would tell myself to do not to be such an idiot <laughs> no but i think i think one thing that i would definitely tell myself is not be so damn hard <laughs> on myself starting out because uh when i got into fitness like most people we all have something that we're not happy with about ourselves and that kind of drives us to to, to kind of start you know self-improvement whether that may be through the physical or whatever avenue you're choosing but in this case the gym you're trying to build more muscle lose some body fat wherever your journey starts and a lot of times we hold we, we put a lot of uh, external pressure that um that's not there and only we see it we we're we're not happy with the way we are and, and if you're only if i was i was only chasing my aesthetics for a long time and i was doing anything and anything i could do to to get there and that was even compromising my own health at certain points and now looking back at it i would tell myself that there's a very there's a much better approach it's it's going to take time regardless regardless of any route that you're going to take there are no shortcuts stop being so hard on yourself and just enjoy the process i think i would have saved a lot of money on supplements if it didn't work um and i probably would have been <laughs> light years ahead of where i was at the current moment but um but I think I even just I'm just grateful for those experiences because it allowed me to be able to share this this information to you as a listener. If you're listening to this and you you may resonate with certain things, trust me, like I've committed probably every mistake that you can do because I was that stubborn person that bought into a lot of things. I've wasted <laughs> the money. I've tried uh, radical training adjustments, diets, supplements, and through you know messing up so much. I learned, but definitely I would tell myself, hey, dude, don't do that. Save yourself some money. Enjoy the process. Stop being such a dick to yourself. <laughs> Those are street facts, too. I think for me, I think my first initial thought when I was like writing out these questions was definitely um, in line with what you just said. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized, I think if I could give myself like my younger self some advice, it would just be don't follow blindly like just think for yourself so just because becky from instagram does 45 minutes of cardio a day doesn't mean i need to or doesn't even mean that she knows why she's doing that so i remember i would like you know like any other 14 or 15 year old like, young female i would sit on the internet and watch like youtube and watch like you know facebook at the time and just kind of pick and choose of who i wanted to look like and if I wanted to look like, you know, Adriana, then I would be like, okay, she's doing this exercise routine. So that's exactly what I need to be doing. So instead of self-teaching myself on like the fundamentals, the basics, the things that I actually needed to be learning, I was just, oh, well, Becky from Instagram does an hour of cardio. So I need to do an hour of cardio. So to just not follow so blindly, guys, always do your second layer of research. Even like this podcast, the things you're hearing on this podcast, don't just believe me because I'm saying it. I don't care what my credentials are. I don't care what credentials Jonathan has. Do your own research, educate yourselves, and then that's going to help you even more find credibility in people and say, okay, yeah, I can build rapport with these people. I can trust what they're saying. Maybe now I don't have to check up on everything they're saying. You know what I mean? But just never. No, hundred. I think that that's also super important. Is just that's one thing that kind of led me down that rabbit hole was just that I listened to just the bigger guy, the person that I like admired just because he was more muscular than I was. And that was my, uh, that was the credentials I needed to believe whatever dumb thing that they would tell me. And I think in most cases, it's, it's not people trying to mislead you or give you, um, incorrect information on purpose. Um, it's just because they may not know much. They only know how to do stuff for their own body, you know, and, and they're just showing what worked for them, but it may not be anything to do with how your body functions and works. So it may not be the best approach, but there's some key fundamentals that, you know, I wish I would have understood. And that's like I told that in one part of this of this episode is just understanding calories. If I could have just understood calories, I would have been able to to probably eat a certain way that was a lot more productive towards my goals 
um that was a big thing because the nutrition piece when i pieced it together on my own it was like a like a moment for me it was just everything everything shattered and every and i was able to really just right I, I felt like I cracked the code of the matrix basically. Like, oh my god, um, no so way. It's, this is it. It's it's those are the big things. It's just sticking <laughs> to the basics, understanding some key principles with training and nutrition. That saved me a lot more time moving forward and as I've been able to I've been able to show that and share that message uh to people that start off with me, um that are able to hire me and I'm able to educate and show them through my mistakes and showing them the stuff that I feel that would work for them and they're able to just make up make so much ground in such a, a little bit amount of time and not commit the same stupid mistakes that I fell for. Yeah, no, like I keep saying over and over again, beautifully said that kind of sums up everything I wanted to talk about. Jonathan, do you have anything else you wanted to add to this little podcast segment? I'm sure this won't be the only time you're um, on. Honestly, no. And I think that if you're tuning into Amber's podcast, I think that you already are a more intelligent person because you're following someone that is one of the better coaches in the area, in my opinion, <laughs> That's that has a good understanding on stuff and has a good mindset and has a good heart to help I'll help all of you that are listening. So I think that just keep, if you're going to follow people, follow people that are going to be authentic and give you um, information. If you guys want to know more about me, I'm going to just go ahead and shamelessly plug myself as well. I think that, uh, Amber, you're cool with that, right? <laughs> um, so, um, Oh, the people yeah, that know me in this area obviously anyway. know her. We're just a small community. But for those that don't, uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm extremely active on th- on that than most platforms. And it's at JohnAlva7. And if you like podcasts like these, I want to have Amber on soon. So stay tuned for that one. And that's uh, a podcast that we're on iTunes and Spotify. Um, at It's going to be called The Next Level Show. And Next Level is going to be spelled NXTLVL show um it's a podcast with two other co-hosts and we kind of cover subjects like this and go in depth and have great conversation just like you kind of experienced today with amber yeah no guys definitely give his podcast a listen not only him but his two other co-hosts like he said have just great perspectives and they're really able to mold the conversation into something that is easily understandable for you but still spit these like really great truth bombs I guess you can say and the um, idea of fitness so definitely give him some love show some support subscribe to him as well Um, but that pretty much sums up the show I want to give a huge thank you to all of you that took the time out of your day to learn grow and adapt with me for more of me, go ahead and follow my personal IG at Amber Alert Fitness, where I post daily workouts, health and fitness tips, and just really express myself. Hope you guys have a great day. All righty.